Would you invest in a long-term retirement instrument while the rate of return goes down every year for decades? You probably already do. That's the case with the Thrift Savings Plan's G-Fund, favored by many federal investors as a bulwark against volatility. Over the last 30 years, it's delivered steadily declining rates of return. Federal News Network's David Thornton looked into the G-Fund and joins me with what he found. David, your findings are surprising because for years the kind of shibboleth has been with Well, if you want to be safe, the G-Fund will never let you down, even though it will never make you rich. But sounds like it's really not worthy of long-term investment. Tell us about the decline and what's going on. Yeah, so the G-Fund peaked in 1990. It had an annual return of 8.9%. Now, in the 30 years since then, it's fallen to 2.24% annually in 2019. And that's been a pretty steady decline over that period of time. There have been a couple of years where it's uh, popped back up over where it was the year before, but for the most part, that's been the exception rather than the rule. Now, as of today, the year to date for 2020 is 0.82%. And with the way that the G Fund has trended since April, that means it might not even clear 1% this year. So the decline has been not so much that it has shrunk in value. If you invest in the G Fund, it'll still go up, but just not very far. Right. And the amount by which it's gone up has declined for 30 years. Okay, interesting. Now, as for why, that's based on interest rates. The G Fund invests in treasury bonds, specifically for uh, ones that take four or more years to mature. And treasury bonds like this are widely deemed one of the safest investments available. They're guaranteed by the government, which means as long as the government exists, it will pay the interest. And it may be that the G Fund's reputation for stability is borrowing from that a little bit here. But interest rates on these treasury bonds have been falling for 30 years as well due to various policies from Congress and the Federal Reserve. More recently, economic uncertainty has also played a role in this. I'll let Arthur Stein, a former congressional economist and financial advisor who specializes in the TSP, explain. One key reason is that the Federal Reserve has been aggressively pushing down interest rates. And there appears to be just a lot of money awash in the world looking for places to invest. And the United States is considered a very safe place to invest. So a lot of money comes into the United States to buy U.S. government bonds because they're considered 100% safe. That lowers the interest rate below what it might normally be. And of course, since the COVID pandemic, the Federal Reserve has been more aggressive about pushing down interest rates than it's ever been in history. And that's why, like the G Fund return might be 50% lower this year than last year on an annual basis. That was Arthur Stein, a former congressional economist and financial advisor who specializes in the TSP. And a regular on our airwaves, we're speaking with Federal News Network's David Thornton. So David, if the interest rates are driving the G Fund rates of return down then, what are the chances they could also go the reverse way and boost it back up? I mean, the question is, what do analysts say about whether this trend could reverse itself? So I asked that question myself of everyone I talked to. And what it boils down to is, yes, if interest rates go back up, so will the G Fund. But nobody knows when that will be, and nobody expects it anytime soon. Uh, Greg Klingler, Director of Wealth Management for the Government Employees Benefit Association, gave me his views on the subject. So I've said it a couple of times over the years, thinking that we've hit our official bottom for interest rates. And there's been a couple of times where, frankly, I have been wrong. Um, And you look at interest rates across the board, the 10-year treasury, mortgage rates, and we are seeing historic lows. They can't really go any lower than they're currently going. 
But the question is, will they go up? The Federal Reserve, our legislators, they're using interest rates a lot more than they once did in order to maintain their fiscal and federal monetary policy. So with that being said, unless we see some major inflation, I would say that the idea that we're going to see interest rates that we did back in the, let's say, 90s or even the 80s, those probably would not be expected to happen. That was Greg Klingler, Director of Wealth Management for the Government Employees Benefit Association. And that's the point here. Low interest rates are good for business. They make for strong financial markets. And markets can go up indefinitely, which is good for politics. So politicians have a strong incentive to ensure interest rates remain low. But then there's also some incentive to try to boost these numbers as well. The G Fund has in the past functioned as a kind of emergency fund when the government needed money, such as in the case of a government shutdown. So the more money is in the G Fund, the deeper of a well they have to draw on. And right now that well is around $260 billion. But investors are starting to come around to the fact that the G Fund just isn't that great of an investment, so they're not putting as much money into it. So speaking to federal investors, those that have their TSPs and hope they are there for their old age, what do they need to be aware of when it comes to the G Fund and their portfolios? So the G Fund has a reputation for stability. It doesn't fluctuate much. It's safe from volatility. But that's really its only benefit. But that safety comes at the risk of loss of purchasing power. The G Fund does not keep up with the cost of living. It's very difficult to fund a retirement based on the G Fund. Here's Arthur Stein with some advice along those lines. They need to think about the allocation of their TSP investments, not only between stocks and bonds, but between the two bond funds, the G fund and the F fund. There is eight times as much money in the G fund as in the F fund, in spite of the fact that the F fund has outperformed the G fund over the last one, three, five, 10, and 15 years. So why is so much of the money in the G fund? Yes, it's nice that the G fund doesn't fluctuate in value and the bonds are guaranteed by the U.S. government. But in the last 27 years, there are only three calendar years where the F fund had a negative rate of return. So it's been pretty solid. That was Arthur Stein, a former congressional economist and financial advisor who specializes in the TSP. Now, one more thing federal investors need to be aware of. Sitting in the G Fund will keep them from losing money, but it won't help them recoup any losses from economic downturns. A lot of people made that mistake after the Great Recession. They moved to the G Fund to minimize their losses, but they never moved back out. Now, there is some good news here. Some experts told me that they're seeing people who have learned from those mistakes. By and large, they said they've seen people hunger down recently and not make any changes at all. And as long as they were well diversified for their age and risk tolerance, they did fine. So basically, the G Fund is about 0.8% better than stuffing money in your mattress. Exactly. Yeah, and the other mistake people make besides not investing in a way that grows somewhat better than that is they sell the more volatile ones low and then buy high. And you want to buy low and sell high, but it's pretty hard to time the market. So sounds like diversification out of the G fund is the theme here. Yeah, absolutely. That's what pretty much everybody I spoke to said. Diversify, uh, manage your tolerance for risk, and just make sure that you are well apportioned. And don't outlive your money. Federal News Network's David Thornton, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. 
While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.